Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, also affectionately known as the winner on all three sites last night, putting together some solid winners for our members. Coach, you ready to follow it up again here on this three-game slate? Man, I certainly am. I'm I'm lucky I'm bald as an eagle because after that, all that late news, like in the last 10 minutes, yep. it was like craziness. I've never seen that much news late, but we, we took advantage of it. We, you know, we put the people in we needed to and got it done. So thank you to the members out there for, uh, you know, letting me post a little bit later than normal, but uh, it was winners. I got the light colors on after wearing the black yesterday. So the, the, that is working. So we're going to stay with that deal. And uh, hopefully we keep things rocking and rolling on a nice little three-gamer. I know right in your alley, you love these little uh, jobbers. You find all the value. Absolutely. So oh, yeah. I'm excited to do it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we've got the doubleheader on TNT. And we've got some big teams here, Coach, some great teams. Uh, most of them are well over 500. We have the best three offenses in terms of efficiency. We have three yeah. of the best four defenses. So it's going to be wow. uh, some exciting basketball, a lot of stars in action, and let's see if we can if we can get it done here. So the opener, Golden State and Brooklyn at seven thirty on TNT, highest total on the board here two twenty two, Brooklyn favored by three, and it, it's a front end of a back to back for Brooklyn. They're the only team involved in a back to back on this slate. Uh, the news here, we've got Gary Payton probable and then Joe Harris out. But this is really the, the key matchup here, Coach. 11-2 and two against 10-4. and four. We've got the number one and the number four defense. Uh, we also have the number two and the number nine offense. Right. And we have good pace. They're fourth and 11th. So these teams are going to get up and down. They're going to get after it defensively. And we need to find an edge somewhere. So what are you thinking here on the Golden State side? Well, I'll tell you what, I think this is a fun game. And, you know, I know it's super early, but these are certainly two teams that could meet in the NBA Finals. There's there's no question about it. I mean, Golden State has been playing at this epic pace. They're not just winning. They're beating the life out of people. So, you know, their margin of victory for, you know, this many games in uh, is, is super impressive considering, I don't know what you think, Andrew, but, I mean, they're not that great of a team to me. I know that sounds stupid because they have the best record, but it's not like they're loaded. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, I mean, Steph just leads the way. You know, Draymond does a little bit of everything. And they, yeah. they just got a lot of guys that, that cycle in and know the system. And, you know, Kerr just has them headed in the right direction. Yeah, he's a great coach. And you talk about buying into roles. I mean, it's just I, I love basketball because it's not – I don't think it's like any other sport. Here's a team, Golden State. You've got Curry, who's a stupendous superstar. Green, who plays center at six four and a half, which is hilarious. And then, look, I mean, Paul Wiggins, Looney, Iguodala, Lee, Porter Jr., Peyton, Bielitsa, Toscano, Anderson. That does not sound like a championship team. And they just keep winning. So great coaching matters. Uh, you know, great chemistry matters. You know, you try to stack up like the Lakers who can't stay within 20 of anybody lately. And, you know, they've got all these first ballot Hall of Famers up and down the lineup. 
but that's why I love the game. And I think this is a fun one tonight. I mean, you know, both teams have something to prove. It's in a in a big uh, setting. It's on national TV. So we're going to get some real fun here. Um, I think, you know, Curry at 10-9, you know, how can you not consider him? His usage is through the roof. And I know he'll get some Bruce Brown defense and and some different, you know, things to, to try to slow him down. But Man, they have him in a groove, and and they're playing so well that you absolutely, in my opinion, have to consider him. And then, as far as you know, everybody else is pretty much value. I mean, how could the best record in the league right now? The best team in the league, and they only have one payup guy. It's hilarious. So, I mean, I'll just read them off real quickly because I'm excited to get your uh, feedback. But pool at five nine is reasonable. Wiggins and Draymond at 6'5 and 6'4. I mean, they get huge minutes, and this should be a tight game. You got a big total. Uh, Looney, you know, not so much at, at that 3'5 number. But then all those guys off the bench that I mentioned before, they're all sub 4K, every one of them. So on a three game slate, this is the kind of day that you could grab an Eagle Dollar or somebody, and they can get you there uh, even in 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You got you got to you got to consider Curry. Um, Bruce Brown has had some success against him last season. He started, and Curry only shot two for nine, I believe, on threes that night. Um, but we know that he can he can hit him on anybody at any given time. He is expensive, but we've got three other pay up guys to consider. So I, I would actually rather go with Wiggins and Draymond here. I like those mid tier prices. I do think they'll be heavily involved. And Draymond, actually, Coach, here's a little nugget for you. Last night while you were guiding our NBA teams to victory, I was obviously tracking the NFL, and Draymond appeared on the NFL broadcast with the Manning brothers on ESPN2. Yeah, he he was uh, one of the interviewees, Uh and uh, he spent about a quarter with them, and he talked about how he'd be guarding – KD tonight, and he said he wasn't really looking forward to it, obviously, because it's a very tough matchup. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they talked about the game a fair amount because there's this uh, chatter going around that there's a Manning curse when players, ah. primarily in the NFL, appear on the broadcast, their teams keep losing in their next game. <laughs> so the Manning brothers were begging Draymond to, to break the curse, get the W tonight against Brooklyn. And I think after that appearance, you know, Draymond knows the spotlight's going to be on him a little bit more. I think he brings it here tonight trying to guard his old buddy KD. And I think we get, you know, active, engaged Draymond. We don't get the guy who disappears and only plays 22 minutes and has a dud. So I don't know that Manning curse. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if it, it translates to basketball or if, if Draymond can overcome it. Yeah. So, uh, and then I also agree with you on the bench there. You know, a lot of guys who can get it done at those low prices, but to me they're more GPP because, you know, they they really are sharing, you know, 12 to 15 minutes. We've got Kuminga in there as well, uh, you know, Porter. So it's just a bunch of guys who could get out there and, you know, who gets the steals, who hits the threes. I think it's just too hard to predict for cash. Right. So I think they're more of a GPP option. Yes, yes. No, good, good evaluation. And then on the Brooklyn side, uh, do you do you have anything there, or, or do you want me to just jump right into that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick that one off. 
Okay. Um, the, with with Joe Harris being out, the question is who gonna who's gonna start? Patty Mills started that second half of the last game after his injury, right? And lit it up. So he's a value play that I, I probably like a little bit more than those Golden State guys. Yeah. Um, you know, he has four thousand on FanDuel, but that's fair. Um, but Harden or KD. So I, I'm leaning Harden a little bit here today. Okay. Um, you know, I, I do think Draymond can give KD some trouble. Uh, Harden, I think, has a little better matchup against Curry and Poole. So I'm looking a little bit more at these guards for Brooklyn, Harden and Mills. Um, not really looking at Blake Griffin. Uh, off the bench, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is the, is the one guy I'm on considering. Fire. Coach, let me ask you this here as I throw it back to you. Who would you rather have shooting a three this year, Blake Griffin, who's nine for 50, or LaMarcus <laughs> Aldridge, who's nine for 18? I'll tell you what, man. LaMarcus did not have that three-point point shot in his bag for years. He was right. It was like that 1920-footer, and that was it. That was it. And yeah, now that he's developed that, you know, he had that time out uh, away from basketball with that heart ailment. But man, is he playing uh, vintage uh, LaMarcus? And now he's added a 50% shooter from three. I'm albeit a small sample size, but right. yeah, I don't think the discussion to me, honestly, is even there anymore. It was like, do you want Griffin or Aldridge? They're going to split some minutes. I mean, Aldridge just run away with that. I think he's He's a great guy. I love this game, this side of the, the uh, table here for the value. I think Patty Mills at 3-8 on DraftKings is a steal. I do think he's going to start. Uh, Curry certainly and Poole are not great defenders. And you're probably going to get uh, Wiggins on Harden and then Draymond on Durant. Uh, so I think Patty's in a great spot here. I mean, he produces his, his DFS points per minute for a guard are fantastic. So I like him a lot. I do have, I know you're going to like this guy and I can't believe you didn't mention him already, but this is a guy that I'm thinking about playing and definitely in a GPP, but he might even make a cash lineup because I think he's going to be the first guy off the bench. And that's DeAndre Bembry. He's only three, two. He's another good points per minute guy. And I know Golden State has a good defense, but Bembry, they're going to need him in there in this game. And I think if you can grab that super value with Mills and or Bembry and then follow it up with one of the studs from Brooklyn, I think you're off to a great start. Now, I differ slightly with you in I, – I have right now Durant a sliver rated over Harden. For a couple of reasons. One, I know Draymond's a terrific defender and everything, but Duran is seven foot, legit seven foot. And Green, truthfully, is six, four and a half. So, yes, he's a great defender. He can deny him the ball. But Durant can shoot right over top of him. And there's no doubt that they want to have a statement game here, Brooklyn does. Again, only game, early game on the entire slate. Everybody in the nation's watching. You're going to see all the New York uh, celebrities there at this game. And I think Durant steps up and just has a monster. Uh, Harden's a great play as well, but you can't afford uh, both sides. So I may be a Brooklyn Nets uh, supporter tonight with some value and then uh, a KD play. Yeah, and, and on Bembry, he certainly could come in and get it done. He does a little bit of everything. 
The other guy I think who might get a little bump here is James Johnson, who's been out of the rotation a lot, got a few minutes here recently, and I think he matches up pretty well with these Golden State bench guys, you know, the Iguodalas and the Kamingas of the world. So I, I think he could steal a few minutes and you know, maybe get it done. But Bembry has been much more in the rotation and you know, more of a factor. So, And I forgot uh, to mention LMA that you talked about. He is 4-8 on DraftKings now, but, man, is he tempting. I yep. mean, maybe even a Mills, Aldridge, Durant. I mean, you hate to stack. I hate to stack three guys, but not in three-game slates. You can get right. away with it in a three-game slate. Absolutely. Well, speaking of three games, how about number two? We've got Philly and Utah at 10 Eastern. Yeah. It's the second uh, game on the doubleheader. 216 total here. Utah favored by nine at home. And the big news still with Philly, Embiid, Thibel out. Danny Green is going to be out tonight. Uh, Utah healthy on the other side. And this is a slower pace game, Coach. Philly is almost last in pace. Utah middle of the road this year, but great offensive efficiency. Philly number one, Utah number three. So what do you think about Philly here with all these guys out? You know, it's it's hard because I, I definitely like some guys here, but the prices now, they've adjusted. You know, it's right. it, the days where we could just jam in Maxie and Drummond and, and feel wonderful spending, you know, five, seven and four, eight or whatever they were last week. Those you know, days Max are gone. Gets, yeah. Maxi at 7-2 and Drummond at 8-7 sting a little bit, um, especially at Utah, the elevation. Philly's a little shorthanded. Utah's healthy. All of that scares me a bit. That 103 implies a little low for Philly with as efficient as they are. Uh, you know, it's hard. I Drummond certainly can be an option. Uh, Gobert even though he's a terrific defender, centers have been scoring well on him. So it's not like he's, I mean, again, he, he is a great guy, almost like if, if you had a team and you were coaching it and you played a zone. I mean, he's the perfect guy. He comes over, he helps, alters shots, gets his rebounds. But one-on-one, guys like Drummond can outquick him a bit or, you know, muscle muscle even a little bit. So I hate to say it, but Drummond's not out of my uh, off my ticket yet at eight seven. Now there was some chatter and noise on social media about you know Drummond's gassed. He you know he hasn't played this many games in this many minutes in a row. He's backing up. So I think because of his price and because he's going against Gobert, you're going to see a big dip in his ownership. And I think you can get him on the sly. And let's face it, he could throw up a fifteen and eighteen kind of game and really be substantial in, in optimal lineups on a three-game slate. So Drummond's not out of the picture for me. Um, and then the guy that I like for value here is Furkan Korkmaz. He's only 4'6". Uh, he's going to chuck shots, man. That dude gets shots up. And the fact that uh, there's multiple guys out, I think he's very playable. I think you're going to see a, a somewhat chalky, believe it or not, Seth Curry, because he's only 5'4". You're going to have a lot of teams with the Curry-Curry, uh, both guys on rosters, I think. But, you know, Curry's, uh, he, yes, he gets extremely hot, but he is quite a bit scoring dependent. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably like to go with Cork Moz. He's going to be much less owned. 
Um, you know, I've been a Tyrese Maxey fan since last year. I was begging for him to get minutes. But at 7'2 now, you know, that mid-level, you got to think about it. I mean, he's $1,000 more than Conley across from him. So, you know, again, not counting out Maxey or Drummond because I think both of them can have terrific games here. But I'm not quite over the top with trying to be able to fit them in price-wise. But as far as, uh, you know, value goes, Curry or Corkmaz, I think, are the places to go. Uh, I'm probably looking at, at Mr. Cork. Yeah, those guys are both in play for me. Uh, should have increased opportunities with all those guys out. And the prices on Maxi and Drummond, I agree, are just tough to tough to deal with on this slate, but not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, uh, I'm leaning a little more towards Tobias Harris if, if I'm going to go in that price range for a Philly guy right. here. Yeah, eighty five hundred on DraftKings is not my favorite, but FanDuel seventy seven I like a lot better. Uh, you know, he's stepped up here with these other guys out like Embiid. And then we got to we got to mention Niang coming back to town, return to Utah. He's been chucking it up in his twenty four yeah. minutes or so off the bench. Thirty nine percent threes on the season. Forty one hundred on DraftKings uh, could be his night if he if he gets hot. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun with Curry because Seth, you know, he'll be watching in the locker room. He'll be watching his brother on TNT while he gets ready to lace him up out in Utah. And we'll see how the the Curry brothers do tonight. So how about Utah here? Talk about chucking, Coach. Donovan Mitchell and Clarkson both average about 10 threes a game. Uh, Clarkson has attempted 43 in his last four and didn't didn't shoot well at all at the beginning of the season. He's trending up. He's in the low 5K range on both sites. He's a a guy that I think could go a little under the radar because of some of the guys we've already talked about. So he, I'm looking at him or Mitchell. Mitchell, we obviously have to pay up for in the starting lineup. He's been pretty rock solid, you know, 45 to 50 fantasy points a night, gets yeah. a bunch of steals, hits a bunch of threes. Uh, so th- those are the my, my two favorite plays on the Utah side here. Um, everyone else to me is just, you know, not, not really a sexy play here against that slow pace of Philly, given their price tags. So I, I'd, I'd like to get one of these guards from Utah out there. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And I'm glad you brought up uh, Niang because, you know, going back to Utah, he's going to be so pumped. Definitely a revenge narrative one here. So I like that as a definitely a GPP shot. Um, you know, I, and I want to comment on Tobias Harris. Yes, he could go off. He could lead them. He's their best player on the floor. My concern is he gets Royce O'Neal defense. That's why I didn't put him in there. And Royce has had some success. He had he has success against a lot of people. Yep. He's such a shutdown guy. So I just wanted to mention that. But, uh, you know, Conley's cheap, but he's playing okay. I'm with you. Bogdanovich, Gobert, you know, all those guys, Ingles, Whiteside. You know, it just – nothing makes me jump off the board here. The only thing that does is I'm with you. I think Donovan Mitchell might be the best play on the slate. Um, he's playing phenomenal. His usage is through the roof. He is taking shots all over the place. He's one of the best finishers in the game. And at eight, six, I think that's fair. I mean, he could easily be nine, four, nine, five, the way, uh, his usage and dominance has been and a one thirteen total. I mean, they're going to score some points 
And I think the majority of them will come from Mitchell. And I agree with you completely. I think the other guy that you have to look at here is Clarkson at 5-1. That's cheap. And he, the volume shooting is coming. And if you look at his last four games, like you said, he's really coming on. He's starting to hit shots. I mean, he was in like a, a two for 20 a slump there for a while. So, I mean, he's really shook off the, the cobwebs there and started playing. So I'm with you uh, completely on Mitchell. I think Clarkson is really the only other option I'd consider uh, from that side of the ball. Uh, for Utah, but I think I think this you know this could be a, a competitive game. I know Utah's a double-digit favorite, but um, I think Philly hangs with them. You know the the key reason I like Mitchell and Clarkson, Andrew, is uh, the the good defenders for Philly are all out. I mean, Danny Green being ruled out, you know, was a big blow for defending uh, the Utah guys, and uh, you know. Maxi Curry, Cork Maz, and you know they'll bring in Shake and some Paul Reed and guys. It that's not the level of defense that you need to stop the Mitchells and Clarksons of the world, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I like those guards for all those reasons. We'll put our final lineups together here at about seven o'clock Eastern. So jump in with us if you'd like. DFSCoachTalk.com. We'll have a nice array of lineups, cash lineups and GPP lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo that you can plug and play. We'll have our coach's clipboard with core plays on DraftKings and then options to fill out your roster. So dfscoachtalk.com to sign up. We will send you an email, get you into our Discord, and then we'll present those lineups at about 7 o'clock Eastern tonight, Coach. Yeah, we get the extra half an hour, which is always fun to get some extra news in. It'll be relaxing compared to yesterday, but... Uh, I love it. The more activity like that, people can adjust. And so it gives us an edge. So I hope uh, they do shake up the barrel a little bit here tonight, especially with a couple of hours between that early game and the two late games. But also want to mention real quickly, if you're watching this on YouTube, give us a quick thumbs up, a subscribe, uh, smash the subscribe button if you haven't already. And a quick comment, you know, uh, we'd really appreciate that. That helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube and hit the a little bell in the upper corner there. That alert will let you know when all of our podcasts post. They're all in front of the paywall, seven days a week in NBA. Uh, we've got three in, in uh, NFL and then our PGA one, which this will be our last week of PGA for a while with the winter uh, break coming. So you want to join in with that one tomorrow. So appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, Game 3, Coach, 1030 Eastern. We've got the Spurs and Clippers. Spurs, the only team on this slate under 500, and they are seven and a half point underdogs to the Clippers. Total here, 219 and a half. And for news, we have Pirtle still out on the San Antonio side. On the Clippers side, we have Terrence Mann questionable with an ankle. And the, the game context here is some good pace. San Antonio getting up and down the floor this year. They're fourth. The Clippers are seventh. Yeah. And then middle of the road here in terms of offense. And we know that Clippers defense is very strong at number two. So uh, how about the pop side here? Where, where are you looking there, if anywhere? Well, it's always terrifying when you're, you're <laughs> counting on pop in a late game and you can't pivot if he does any of his pop stuff. It's an interesting game. I This is probably my least favorite of the three, even though there's a good pace here. Both of these teams can defend decently. Um 
you know, Murray at nine five just seems so overpriced. I never get to him. I I can't remember the last time that I played Dejounte Murray because he's been in that those mid nines. And yeah, at times he does pay that number off, but I you know it's just a little bit too much for me. Uh, you know, after that you do have some great value. Um, McDermott at three six, or if you want to play one of the split minute bigs at. Eubanks at 4-4 or Thad Young at 5-3. They're both capable. It's just they're, you know, time-sharing that spot. A lot of people like to go to Keldon Johnson. He's up to 6K. And, yes, he can be the best player on the floor at times for them. But I just don't completely trust him. So to make a long story short here with the Clippers' strong defense, with it being a road late game on the West Coast for the Spurs, I'd prefer not to get popped on a card that has a lot of good players for a three-gamer and a lot of value for a three-gamer. Yeah, um, I think it's pick and choose here. Maybe maybe one guy. Murray is a little overpriced for me. You know, he had that nice triple-double here last time out yeah. against the Lakers in this same spot. But 9-5, 9-8, a little too much for me. And Keldon Johnson, you know, I think we're still a little hesitant because of last year, that extreme inconsistency from him. He has the last five games been pretty rock solid, about about 6X return, 5, 6X. But it's still just hard to trust, isn't it? It um, is. You know, he can disappear. But, you know, he's he's an option. Both bigs are in play for me, like you said. And then Lonnie Walker, 3-7 is pretty cheap. He can always jump up and, and get you 20 to 25 fancy points. Devin Vassell, he's been getting 25 to 30 minutes, and you know, Pop is singing his praises. So all those guys are the thing here with the Spurs coach for me is that they're a little bit cheaper, a little bit more attractive than usual. Um, so I'm tempted to maybe get one of them in there, but just not in love with with that side um because of Pop. So I'm, I'm a little more interested on the Clipper side here. Yeah. And we've got the other big 10K star on the slate in Paul George, who, again, I think he's a little overpriced. You know, I'd rather go with Reggie Jackson or Eric Bledsoe. They're both getting up a ton of shots right around that 6K range on, on both sites. Um, Bledsoe is the guy that, that I don't really trust, but he's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty strong lately. Yeah. Um, you know his his shooting numbers for the season are not good, but he's trending in the right direction, uh, and and Reggie just continues to to jack up the threes. So I'd probably get one of those guys, and after that, you know Zubats is is on my radar. Hartenstein is a value play off the bench, thirty five hundred on DraftKings, only four thousand on FanDuel as a value power forward. He had a big double double a few games ago. Um, good point per minute guy. And then with Terrence Mann questionable, if he happens to be out, then I think Justice, Justice Winslow becomes another value play on this slate. He's minimum price on DraftKings, sat out the last game with a personal issue. But the game before that, he had his best game of the season. So we'll have to see if we get that news before lock. But Winslow's on my radar. And then, of course, Kennard will get uh, a lot of, lot of looks here with Mann questionable. And, you know, his good price, he's been shooting it well this year. So, you know, probably get at least one of those guards, Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, or Kennard in most of my lineups. 
Yeah, no, no, good points. I mean, for me, a payup wise, you know, Paul George at that 10 2 number, I get it. You know, he's the dominant player on that team and he's playing fantastic. But I don't know if I want to go to that number. You know, I'd rather fish with Mitchell and, and Curry or somebody, you know, but I think the other buy-ups are just a little richer for me. Um, not that I, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of Paul George because he could lead the slate in, in DFS points, but I just, I'm not going to go there at that price against a somewhat stingy Spurs team at times, you know, and, and I, the, the pace is good though. So that scares me a little bit with George. So, I may play a GPP with George in there just in case he loses his marbles and goes nuts, but uh, I don't think he's going to make my cash lineup. I think you made a good point. Now, for me so far, I have Terrence Mann listed as out. I know it's he's not – he's totally questionable. He's not listed out yet. But in my preparation from what I've seen, what I've read, what I've heard, I don't think he's going to play. So – for me, I, I like the two guys that you mentioned, Kennard and Winslow. One of those two guys are going to make my actual cash lineup uh, if man does sit. So my initial builds, I'm going to have one of those guys in there because I think one of those two will be key because man's been 25 to 30 minutes a game and it takes a decent amount of shots and is very involved. Winslow looked terrific the game before last and again, he wasn't injured or it wasn't a coach's decision. Like you mentioned, he had a personal uh, game. So, you know, he may be a strong play at a dead minimum three uh, K it's hard to pass up. <clears throat> Kennard is only four K. And again, he's burned me a few times, but with man out, they're going to need some scoring off the bench. And those are the two guys uh, that they go to uh, without question. It's funny uh, that you mentioned Hartenstein because Zubots has slid so far down the scale for me. I almost like Hardenstein better. Isn't that crazy? Well, especially on FanDuel where he's 1600 cheaper. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, you know, Thaddeus Young is, is active, but he's not a big guy who's going to, you know, outsize Hardenstein and, and thwart him that way. Um, so it's just, he's kind of an under the radar guy who's you know really good per minute and he's, st he's still cheap. And I love this rotation because I think Eubanks would have more success guarding Hartenstein. I I mean Thad Young's terrific. He's a veteran, but he's a he's a power forward. He's not yeah. a true center at all. No. And Hartenstein's a center. Yeah. So if he's going to get minutes against that, you know, he could be a great value. So I look at this Clippers side as a, you know a, a value outlet here with with. Uh, Kennard, Hartenstein, and Winslow, not going to play more than one of them in a lineup, but I think all three of them are rosterable. I really do. Um, as far as the starters, maybe we get a little bump to Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe with man being out. Maybe they get an extra three, four minutes if the game stays close. You know, the question is, can the Spurs keep it close enough? A seven and a half number is not bad, but, uh, I think Bledsoe has been consistent, like you say, but the fear with Bledsoe is as soon as you plug him in, you know, he dud at you. But um, worth considering at 5'2", and Reggie at 6'1", I think, is underpriced, to be honest with you. He plays huge minutes, uh, no man to back up. So 
uh, I, I wouldn't fault you there. So I'm looking more on the value side uh, with those guys on the and uh, hopefully it allows me to, to buy up in those early games and position myself to at least have these guys, you know, hold the line for me in the late game. Let's hope it plays out just like that. Yeah. Should be a, a fun slate, uh, nice combination of stars and value plays to put together. So we'll be working on that this afternoon and uh, building those those lineups tonight. So any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Make sure to tune in tomorrow as Coach is back for another full, full Wednesday slate. And uh, stay tuned to the channel, seven days a week NBA. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.